welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high achieving, goal oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 225, Scared of Change and The Buzz. Hello, hello, hello. How are you all doing? It is May 1st, Monday, May 1st. (laughs) I have a lot happening in May. I'm very excited about it. I feel like summer is just around the corner. I'm already counting down the weeks until my kids are out of school. How are you all feeling? We're out of the cold snap, right? Hopefully. Um, I also just want to give a quick shout out and thank you to everybody who joined the Alive AF monthly Stop Over Drinking membership and who purchased a quarterly Stop Over Drinking Alive AF subscription box. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, I appreciate you all so much in you know, deciding to do this work with me. It's an honor to be your coach and your guide to helping you improve your life and change your relationship with alcohol. But I also want you guys to take a moment to thank yourselves for joining that and for saying yes to yourselves and your goals around alcohol. And I am so excited for what is ahead for you inside those memberships. And thank you if you didn't join. I think that is very important for me to say to you too. You are a faithful listener you have been here, you're showing up. A lot of you guys are doing this work on your own. And I just want to encourage you to keep going. Keep listening to the podcast. It's not going anywhere. Um, Read my emails if you're on my email list and stay engaged because a lot can change in a short amount of time for you as well. This week, I wanted to talk to you about a couple common obstacles that you have shared with me about changing your relationship with alcohol. And that is being scared of change and really liking the buzz. Okay, so that's the topic, is that buzz that we so often really enjoy and our minds and that fear of what that change is going to look like or um, when we think about not drinking in the future, it just sounds like a terrible time. So I'm going to talk about that first. The scared of change topic is, you know, you you recognize that you don't like where you are with your relationship with alcohol, but when you when you think about doing something about it, your brain kicks in. It I call it futuring. It goes into the future and it kind of visualizes, you know, social times or, you know, weekends or vacations or any other normal time that you drink. And it imagines what that experience is going to be like, and it tells you a terrible, awful story, (laughs) okay? And so it's like, I won't be any fun without drinking. What are my friends and family going to say? It's going to be hard. I can't imagine not doing that. I don't think I'll be able to do that, right? So that's that future 
ideas that come into your mind when you think about doing something. And a lot of times that fear, that being scared of that change holds us back more than you probably realize. Um, You know, people that are doing this work recognize that that's just, you know, brain chatter and, you know, there's some doubts and fears. It's normal. But a lot of people let that fear hold them back. They believe those thoughts that they have that it's going to be difficult. So they don't do it, which is a bummer. (laughs) Because it doesn't have to be the experience that your brain is telling you that it will be. Okay, I'm not saying that it's all going to be rainbows and daisies and unicorns, although a lot of it is. Um, It doesn't have to be that terrible, awful thing that your brain is telling you in this moment. Okay, so if that's you, if you can be like, yeah, that's me. (laughs) If you're like, yep, I, I always do that. I get excited about something and then my brain kicks in. And I, worst case scenario, I think about the vacation that I have coming up. I think about the plans that I have. I think about my relationships. I think about just it being a Tuesday night after work and how am I going to deal with the nighttime routine and those urges, and I don't move forward. I really want you to listen to me, okay? So when your mind does that, first of all, it's absolutely normal. Your brain doesn't like change. It likes to do repeat stuff. Okay, so it's you've learned how to drink alcohol really well, right? And you've learned how to use alcohol to manage your life, whether good or bad. And so we've trained it to do that. So it's now filed in the back of your mind where we don't really have to think about how to use it. Okay, it just it just kind of happens sometimes. We're not super conscious. We don't have to think through our decisions um, around using alcohol if we're not, you know, consciously working on it. We just do it. And so now that you've offered this change to your brain, it's like, whoa, 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 hold up, hold up. We don't want to have to relearn how to do something. That's going to be terrible. It's actually trying to protect you from pain. So remember how our brain is wired. We are wired to seek pleasure, avoid pain, and save energy. Okay? So when you suggest to it and to yourself that you're going to do something different, it's going to be like, whoa, that's going to be a lot of work. Whoa, that's going to be painful. Eh, eh, eh. <laughs> I'm going to prompt you to go seek that pleasure, and which is staying where you are. Okay? So you don't have to listen to it, though. That's just, that's just our automatic programming. That's our motivational triad. Okay? This is human behavior at work. And nothing has gone wrong. And the good thing about our minds is that we can actually direct our mind. We don't have to engage with that type of fear, okay? You can learn how to recognize when you're in that fear cycle and tell yourself, you know what, I hear you, I understand that it's unknown and it might be hard, and that's okay, We don't need to believe that story right now because the other story, if you look at, if it was on a spectrum, you've got this terrible, shitty, awful story over here that your brain is telling you and keeping you in that fear cycle. And then on the other side of the spectrum, if there was like a rainbow, (laughs) my hand is going up in the air in a rainbow type motion, right? Half circle. The other side of the spectrum is an amazing story, which sounds like my story. And many of my client stories who have decided to 
say, you know what, I understand that you're scared right now and we're going to do it anyway. The other side of that is a lot of rainbows and daisies and unicorns. It's freedom. It's having more fun. It's having better relationships. It's getting outside of your comfort zone and going after your life the way you want to. It's saying yes to yourself more and no to things that aren't good for you anymore. Doing bigger, bolder, more exciting things. That's what's available to you too. So if you stay in the fear cycle, you will stay here with your current relationship with alcohol, which I'm guessing doesn't feel that great all the time either, right? It can be terrible and awful. Just like that terrible and awful story that your mind is telling you if you do decide to change in it and you come up against some obstacles, right? But I want to remind you that part of your story right now and your relationship with alcohol is probably not all rainbows and daisies. There's a lot of terrible and awful things about that too, right? And so you're already experiencing probably the worst of it. When you're waking up feeling hungover, tired, you didn't sleep well, puffy, regretful, frustrated at yourself, feeling ashamed that it was another time you didn't follow through, that is pretty bad, right? If you can if you can zone in and tune in on just that terrible awful part of your relationship with alcohol, right? Working through urges and saying no in a social situation um, or, you know, being uncomfortable and stopping at two drinks and working through those urges, um, that is uncomfortable. But I promise you with everything that I have that it's not nearly as bad as waking up in the morning frustrated and regretful and full of shame that you didn't follow through again. Okay? So that's also a strategy that you can tell your mind. Yes, it can be, it's going to be uncomfortable. It could be uncomfortable. Yes, I'm going to have to work through some awkwardness. But it's not nearly as bad as what I'm experiencing now. And I'm willing to take that risk. Because what's more realistic, honestly, what's more realistic is that if you say yes to doing this work and you move through that fear of your change, you will get to experience feeling better more often than feeling like shit. That's actually what's more realistic for you versus only the pain and suffering and working through God-awful urges, okay? And through how I teach, that experience doesn't have to be bad. You can learn how to be with your urges and allow those things peacefully. You can get a hold of your mind and manage it so you, you're not having a terrible time when you're in those social situations or on vacations, um, you have a lot more control over your mind than you think you do. So when your mind kicks in and tells you it's going to be terrible and awful, the best advice I can give you on this podcast without directly coaching you is to decide if you want to engage with that story or not. When you hear that story come through, you want to be like, that's a story that my mind is telling me and I'm going to choose to believe something else right now. If you want to make the changes, okay, don't let those fear, those initial fears come through. We have to work with our fears all the time. So anytime you're going after something that you haven't done before, you're learning a new skill, you're starting a new job, maybe you're starting a new relationship, maybe you're selling your home, whatever those kind of big life things are, right? There's going to be some fears like, I'm not going to know what to do, right? Um, 
I, I don't understand the full picture. I don't know what's going to happen. All of that stuff is there. And the more you can just recognize that as a normal pattern that our brain does when it doesn't know things for sure, the less suffering you'll have. <laughs> okay. And you can decide how much of that you want to believe or if you're going to stay what's close to you right now and just work on the next thing that you can do. Okay. The other part of this is, you know, having more of a positive mindset to move the needle. So a lot of times these um, tactics that, you know, a lot of my colleagues have about alcohol being poison and it causes cancer and all that stuff, which is absolutely true, by the way. Like there's real evidence that this is <laughs> changing our body composition and it is, you know, directly linked to what to breast cancer in women. Um, that's not the message that I like to give because most of us know that it's not good for us, right? And when we're told it's not good for us, we like to rebel because that isn't coming from us. So, you know, if you don't like those kind of messages, don't read them. <laughs> don't, don't read the books that have that stuff. But I want you to come up with your reasons why that you want to change your relationship with alcohol. Okay, so you know those reasons, right? It's not because your family and friends are telling you to stop, even though you might be getting that. It's not because it's dangerous and a poisonous thing to put in your body, which could also be true. It is true. But why don't you like drinking? Why don't you like your relationship with alcohol right now? And I want you to get really clear on that. Because in order to make the changes for us, we have to be self-motivated to do that. We have to see and get clear on why it's not good for us. And everybody has their own unique whys, okay? Mine was like, I really didn't like not trusting myself. I hated breaking my promises to myself. I hated waking up in the morning feeling like shit and puffy. And waking up at 3 o'clock in the morning dehydrated and my head pounding and having sweaty heart palpitations. I hated that. I hated all the food that I would eat. You know, like I struggled with my weight for so long. I hated that I would be doing well on eating well and taking care of myself. And then I would overdrink and I would eat anything that I could get my hands on. And then gain 5 pounds in a day. Hated that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I didn't like who I was when I overdrank. I got really snappy and mean sometimes in terms of my husband. So I had those reasons. Those reasons for me were way more motivating than those external reasons. Like it's, you know, they say it's not good for me health-wise or other people in my life didn't like it. Okay. So I want you to find your reasons. And then when your brain comes in with that fear, I want you to remind yourself that's just what minds do. I don't have to listen to that if I don't want to, okay? The second part of the podcast is this buzz. <laughs> the buzz. Everybody loves the buzz. And whenever I hear that, it just I just want to ask you, why do you like the buzz? And you guys want to get out of the pen and the paper and write this down. Why do you like that buzz? And mostly you'll find that that buzz helps you quiet your mind and not worry about things, not have to think about things. Okay? That's why we like the buzz. 
It's that warm, fuzzy, buzzy feeling that distracts us from our life, <laughs> right? And if you can get clear on why you like that buzz, we can work on things that will help you. I can give you more tools and there are, and even outside of me, there's more tools that you can find that help you get out of your mind. You can get out of your mind in really easy ways. I love going out into the woods. I talk about this all the time. Nature, go buzz yourself in nature. Nature and observing nature and observing life in in the woods and nature or standing under a tree for 10 minutes and observing all of the life and the movement and the smells and the wind and the sounds get you out of your mind. And that's what we're looking for. We're looking for an escape. We're looking to take a break from all the mind shit. And so different ways that help you do that are, you know, the forest meditations, um, hiking in the woods, exercise. You're not thinking about what you have to do that day when you're exercising. You're thinking about how fast you're running or that weight you're lifting or moving your body, right? You're noticing your body. Anytime you can engage in activities that help you stop thinking and engage and focus your intention on something else, like your body, your breath. That's why yoga is such a beautiful thing too. You're focusing on holding a pose and that's the only thing you're allowed to think about that in that moment. It's, it's literally all you have capacity to think about is your breath and holding that pose, right? Um, meditation is really good. Um, reading books, listening to podcasts, all of that stuff helps you stop thinking and getting out of your mind. Journaling is also another one that dumps out all of those ruminating, crazy, whirlwind swoosh of thoughts and gets it out of your mind and releases them onto the paper and it makes you feel so much better and lighter, okay? So if it's the buzz you're after, I want you to start trying some of those things and see how it relieves you of your own shit. That's all that we're, we're, we're wanting when we want to drink that, when I have that buzz, Okay. There's teas that you can drink that relax you. There's so many other things that are not, that don't have the terrible, awful side effects that alcohol has that can give you that relief that you're seeking for. Just start trying some. Maybe make a plan this week for, I'm going to go out into the woods or into nature for 10 minutes with no technology, and I'm going to observe what's happening around me and, and, and invite my senses. Okay, I'm going to take a bath. I'm going to listen to relaxing music. I'm going to put some really nice bubblies in my bathtub and smell the smells and relax my body and listen to this music. It's all you have to do for those 10 minutes. So the buzz is also about taking really good care of yourself. So everything that I suggested is like ultimate self-care, journaling, reading books, getting out into nature, moving your body, focusing on your breath. That is taking care of your body and your mind. And alcohol and that buzz is not self-care, even though that's what we've been told. We've been told that, you know, moms should just have a glass of wine. They deserve it, right? Mommy juice, right? All this marketing and messaging from our society has told us that we deserve that. And I tell you what, we deserve so much more than a glass of wine or four. We deserve to take care of ourselves. We deserve to make our time for ourselves the number one priority of our days okay so getting back to the buzz if that's your main focus and that's what you're hanging on to 
allowing yourself to have some space and time in your day to take care of yourself, doing some of those activities that I suggested, will help you not seek that buzz so much because you don't need to. You've got this within you and tools within you to help disconnect from your mind into your body, observations, um, things that give you pleasure that don't require you over drinking to obtain. Okay, my friends, I hope this helps. I love you. Stay connected, take care of yourselves, and we will talk to you next week. Bye for now.